Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Colin Cartier. Welcome back or welcome to uh, episode five of How They Train's PTO European Open Series. I'm joined by Fred Funk and Mika Newt, respectively ninth and 24th. Or actually, this was last week's, but last week's ninth and 24th in the current PTO rankings. I haven't checked the, the updates. Uh, this week, we're dissecting our training six weeks out from PTO European Open in Ibiza. Our aim is to take you along our builds in the race so you can get an insight into exactly how we prepare and try to win the world's biggest races. In this episode, we'll introduce our coaches and some of our the training methods, um, definitely our, our opinions of our coaches, and we're going to discuss that at the end of our training blocks. Another side comment, we, we had a lot of people commenting that maybe we should talk about this or that in the in the series, which is great for the feedback, and we'll try to briefly touch on important training-related topics each week. Um, and to answer a few of the questions we've received through our socials. Uh, but the main aim of this series is to show you our training leading up to the race. And if you don't want to hear about our training, then there are plenty of other triathlon-related podcasts you can listen to. <laughs> um, here's a quick re- recap from last week. To provide context for you know this, this week's training. Mika finished his training block in uh, the south of France and traveled back to Germany last week. Uh, Fred, still in Girona, logged a big 29-hour training week with uh, a lot of workouts, and I trained 31 hours with quite a lot of easy volume in Colorado, bouncing back from a sick week. And if you haven't been keeping up, I've been watching Fred's YouTube series, so I do have more insight into his training. Uh, you should check it out. <laughs> so Fred, why don't you kick us off and uh, and tell us about your week? Yeah, thanks for the recommendation uh, to my YouTube channel. Yeah, everyone should check it out and subscribe and like and comment and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. You get to see where, where he's training. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's uh, quite like, I'm not talking too much in the, the new series, but it's a little bit cinematic from my training sessions. So I think it's quite cool. So yeah, going to start straight into my training week uh, last week. Uh, Monday. Guess guess what I trained? It was rest day. <laughs> Did you do some stretching? I see. <laughs> Actually, yes, that day I started with a um, oh. four and a half k swim, quite um, a lot of like drills and stuff. Um, so it took me one hour fifteen minutes, and yeah, after that um, I was stretching for twenty five minutes. <laughs> only tw- only twenty five. Yeah, I mean, come on. Well, it's five minutes more than last week. Otherwise, I'm overstretched. It's like only stretching. <laughs> I watched your YouTube video and half the time you were on your phone. So do you really yeah. count that as 25 minutes? <laughs> yes, but it's like during I stretch, like I'm on my phone, but I'm still like stretching yeah. in that time. <laughs> you're distracted. You're, you're distracted. You're not focused. Yeah, okay, yeah. true. And and you need a stopwatch like Lionel. I saw in one of his videos he had a stopwatch and he was yeah, only yeah. allowed to like lock, lock the training when he was actually stretching and not yeah. not on his phone and stuff. <laughs> I'm only logging when I'm really like uh, stretching or training. So probably mm-hmm. I was like in the gym for 35 minutes or something like that. Okay. Um but yeah, it's it's not it's not like uh I wouldn't call it anyway, stretching is not training. I wouldn't call it training. Mm-hmm. It's more like uh yeah, a bit recovery. Yeah, yeah. That was um, Monday as usual. Um, Tuesday, then you remember the week before I did this uh, really hard session, this ten by um, eight hundred meter fart leg, or is four hundred really fast at to max and four hundred at like float. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I asked my coach if it should be that hard, 
And he, he <laughs> yeah. said, yeah, no, um, if I'm doing it on the trail, I should rather take a step back, not watch the pace and go for feeling. And I did that. And the funny thing is, uh, now I had to do 12 times. So basically it was uh, yeah, 9.6 kilometer fart leg, 400, uh, fast 400 meter float. And just because in my mind, I was like, okay, this time I'm not, I don't have to watch the pace or anything. I just go for feeling. I was actually running exactly the same pace like the week before for mm. all the fast 400s and even a bit faster for the float 400s, uh, but it felt way easier. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't know if I had mm. a way better day as well, or it's really just like all in the mind, just because like you don't have this mm. pressure of, of pace. And you just know you have to move your legs fast. It just uh, feels easier. It's really funny. Yeah, I think that's I think that's important because like you can feel like it's hard, but then in your mind you can often just say, "I'm going to go relaxed, but hit the hit a good pace." And it could really just be the same yeah. same pace. And yeah. it's yeah. a lot in your mind. You're controlling like how relaxed you are. Yeah, maybe because I was running more relaxed, I had a better technique, and this way it mm -hmm. felt much easier. So yeah, yeah it can be really like that. Overall, it was uh, 16.1k and one hour, one minute this session. Then I had for for lunch, I had a four kilometer uh, swim uh, with VO2 max set. The main set was uh, was three times the whole set, 200 meter at the three minute interval, which I swam in 2:21. Then two times 100 at 130 interval, which is swim in 107. And four by 50 meter at 50 second interval, which is swim in 32 seconds. So, and yeah, and that whole set three times through. So yeah, it was a, a 1.8K view to max yeah. overall. Yeah, yeah. Well, was hard, but yeah. was okay. I mean, it was like definitely not like max or anything. I mean, my maximum heart rate was 185. It's high. Which is high, but not, not like I can go over 200. So... It's it's still in a, in a good range, and then an easy ride in the afternoon, um, one hour fifty eight minutes with average power of one hundred eighty eight. So just really spinning the legs, flushing flushing the blood, cleaning the blood <laughs> from the lactate. Yeah. Then on on Wednesday, I started with the swim, which was four point eight k. Uh, I don't quite remember which set I did. If I didn't write it down, it can't be anything interesting. Your Strava says the Niels Niels Frumhold special, so that's oh. that was your set. <laughs> you know, you know my training better better than me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking yeah. at your 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 Strava. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was like oh yeah, it, it started with like I think some some two hundreds and then finishing with two by one k or something. But overall, just like a, a easy aerobic set. So it wasn't anything special. We just call it Niels Frommel special. <laughs> just because the, the, the plan, just because the plan was from him <laughs> or from mm. his coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then um, I had a intensity on the bike, which was over gear this time. Um, and I had like a pyramid, six minute, eight minute, 10, 12, 10, eight, six minute. And it all should be at like um, LT2. So, um, and yeah, and like between 50 and 55 um, RPM. My power for that was for the six minutes, 393. Um, then for the eight minutes, 387. And for the 10, uh, 377. Oh yeah, then I actually 
I did instead of the 12, I did the 10 first because I had some problems with my gear and my, my chain got stuck during the interval and it was exactly after 10 mm -hmm. minutes. And then I said, okay, never mind. I just stop it there <laughs> and do the 12 minute on the next. <laughs> so I just changed the 12 minute and 10 minute. Mm -hmm. Then for the 12 minute, I had 374. Um, then for the eight minutes, 386. And for the last six minutes, 395. And I also took lactate for the session after, um, not after every rep, but yeah, after the first eight minute, it was um, 3.8. After the 12 minute, it was 3.1. And after the last six minute, it was uh, 3.4. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, it was fun. I didn't do overgear in, yeah, I think the last time I did it in January. So yeah, it was good to to do that again. And then I had a run of the bike where my GPS went completely crazy and showed me I ran 10.8K uh, in 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually I ran, <laughs> like, I, luckily I still had the, the stride um, for confirmation of what I actually run. <laughs> um, so it basically was 25 minute tempo and then 15 minute easy. And the 25 minute tempo, um, I ran in uh, 3.31 average pace. And yeah, and then 50 minute easy. I don't know which what pace that was. Uh, oh yeah, 417 back home basically. So yeah, 10.8k in 40 minutes and not 35. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So I had no no idea what why, what my GPS did there. And uh, then on Thursday, um, I had an easy morning run. Um, oh yeah, I forgot, completely forgot to mention. Um, on Tuesday evening, I actually had a doping control from uh ironman mm. so pwc here in girona mm. and was actually my first ever doping control um in a training camp so which was not yeah. at home and mm. was also my first yeah. ever doping control or training control from ironman so that's oh. uh definitely mm. interesting thing to mention here that was in the evening uh yeah because like the hour i give into adams is always in the evening because i don't want to be uh woken up by the doping control i don't like to wake up early oh, yeah <laughs> i think i should do this yeah. as well yeah that's much that's much better i also did in the beginning always like six in the morning but yeah uh yeah and also like yeah. in the evening i actually always have to go to the toilet pretty fast and in the morning mornings it can take some time so yeah, last last month they came. The Ironman doping control came in Girona as well for oh, me. Okay, they came at like eight thirty in the morning or something, and I was already on the way to the pool. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I had to do it before the swim. I got a little delayed, but yeah, but it's good. I mean, it's it's good to know that they are they're controlling. But yeah, it was funny. Funnily, the the first time for me, like. Uh, in a training camp and also the first time from Ironman well I mean outside of the race oh yeah and also another thing that I forgot to mention I actually had like on Tuesday evening I also started to feel um, my throat and my nose got uh, got blocked um, so I was really afraid to to get sick and uh, the next day when I woke up I was also like my throat was still not feeling 100% but my the data from my ring actually didn't indicate anything um that i was sick or something so i just decided i will go through with the training um and it was all right so like wednesday evening i already felt much better and then yeah. thursday i was definitely 100 percent again so there the ring definitely came in pretty handy because i think before i had the ring i would have just probably taken a day off to be safe um but now that i saw that i actually 
don't have any like sickness internally and just yeah some blocked nose or anything i was just training through it nice it could have been allergies like you know springtime in girona there's like a lot of a lot of uh pollen flowers i mean can be yeah i would be new for me because i usually um i'm usually not sensitive at all for that or usually don't have any allergies in the in the spring but i mean yeah maybe so then moving on to to thursday um had a easy run an easy longish run in the morning one hour 15 minutes 17.2k um yeah nothing nothing special in there and then also easy ride four hour three minute 122k and yeah, it was 208 watts average or 225 normalized power. And then in the evening, I had to jump on the indoor trainer for our, um, a Ruby social group ride. Um, Ruby is my, my sponsor, a sponsor of me. So um, yeah, I had to give them there some some publicity and make an appearance on that social ride there. Was that part of the training plan, like to do five hours or... Was it four hours and you just added this on? No, I actually I had to do four hours. So yeah, I added uh, added like 56 minutes there on, on the indoor trainer. So that was extra. Mm. But actually the day before on that uh, overgear work, I did two hour 40 instead of uh, three hour 15 because I knew that the next day I will have something extra. Yeah, makes sense. Then on Friday was uh, rest day again, uh, just four and a half K swim. With the main set was two by uh, 1,500 meter, just swimming. And uh, then on Saturday, had a nice uh, track session in the morning with uh, Florian Angert, where I ran three times 200 meter, eight times 1,000 meter, and two times 200 meter. So basically, yeah, the 200 meter were like in, I think, yeah, in the beginning. 30 yeah, like in 33 seconds then a thousand meter we started at 312 and went down until uh, 307 and then the last 200 meter were at last two 200 meter were in 32 and 31 seconds uh yeah felt pretty good in that session would you call the 200s vo2 and then the hundreds like threshold or above threshold i don't even know if you could call the 200s vo2 because it's just yeah, like three times 200 in the beginning. I don't really get into mm. a VO2 zone uh, for that yeah. less 200s, mm. I would say. More like strides in the beginning and then... Activation. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah. something like that, like long strides. Uh, and then after the 8 times 1000, which uh, yeah, like LT2, um, another 2 by 200 just for some speed. Did you check lactate? Uh, no, not for that session. We just ran to the track. Didn't want to bring my lactate meter for that. Um, I mean, I had... A similar session two weeks before, and the lactate was good for that. Um, so I just stick to the same times. But I don't know if, if it was good now. I don't know 100%. But it actually felt better than two weeks before. So might have been lower, the lactate. Um, but definitely wasn't wasn't too hard, I'd say. Yeah, then I had a threshold swim where I did uh, 4.7K, and the main set was 5 times 600 meter. Um threshold at eight minute interval and i swam all in uh, 723 so like yeah 114 per 100 pace and the last one uh, with pedals in 712 so like yeah one 112 pace yeah, solid. Solid, yeah. yeah definitely um getting a solid swim shape now swimming that much on, on long course meters 
Would you say you're improving from last year, like your swim, like what you're hitting in training now? It's hard to tell. I remember that last year around this time, I was in a really good swim shape, but my bike and run shape wasn't that good like it is now. So now I have basically more or less the same swim shape like I had last year at this time, but definitely a better bike and run shape. So yeah, definitely improving. But yeah, the swim is probably the same like last year. But also last year I was getting going a little bit more crazy already in the swimming in January. And this year was a bit more chill in January. So just started with like this tougher swim sets just here in Girona. So yeah, I think I can still improve until the first race a bit more. And I think last year you did a, a swim test in, Gir in Girona, didn't you? Do you plan to do something like this again? Yeah, exactly. There's also a YouTube video about this if anyone is interested yeah. about my swim yeah. <laughs> shape there last year. But um, yeah, I actually had pretty good uh, lactate and times there. So I don't think I would be faster than that right now. Um, but no, it doesn't really fit into my training right now. So not really planning it. Uh, yeah, but in attitude, I will definitely like when I will have an attitude camp, uh, where we will go to Forumeux in the whole April. I will also definitely measure, um, like lactate during the, the harder swim sets. So there I can see better my improvement compared to last year for sure. When I was in attitude. Yeah, then I had an easy bike in the afternoon, which was uh, one hour, 55 minutes at 206 watts average. And then um, yesterday, so Sunday, I had a long run in the morning, one and a half hours, tried to explore some new trails around uh, Girona and yeah, covered 20.3k. And yeah, then it actually was uh, raining in the afternoon um, and I had a really long interval session. Uh, overall, the plan was overall three hours and 45 minutes. And the main set was 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 and 30 minutes, basically from LT1 to LT2 and uh, yeah, back down. Um, yeah, but then I decided actually to, to stay indoor because anyway, I had to do another ride for Ruby in the evening. So I could just con connect that. Uh, but the good thing I actually managed to take lactate for after every interval but this time we, we checked at my ear and it was interesting because in the ears i think definitely lower than when taking it on the finger i think it's much more accurate yeah my yeah. lactate was definitely yeah. surprisingly low like for the 30 minutes i went i went 324 watts and my lactate was uh, 1.2 then for the 20 minutes i had 359 watts lactate was 1.6 and then for the 10 minutes i had uh, 384 watts my lactate was uh, 2.3 then for the 20 minutes at 359 watts again um was 1.6 again and then for the last 30 minutes at 324 watts i had uh, 1.4 millimole and i ate like 120 grams of carbs per hour during that ride it could be from the the long run in the morning because you you'll be glycogen depleted from that. Yeah, it's my it was my my fourth week in the training camp now, uh, so for sure my my lactate is not getting that that crazy high anymore. Um, or probably would need some days uh, rest. My maximum heart rate for that whole session was one hundred seventy three. So yeah, that's pretty much matching to the um to my to the power though. And yeah, overall was then three hour forty five minutes indoors which was definitely really yeah. tough on on the muscles <laughs> yep <laughs> the end the mind yeah it, it was a good reminder to do that sometimes like even when it's good weather outside it's 
just mm. it's more uncomfortable and getting out of the comfort zone definitely makes you really strong. Nice. What was your what were your totals for the week? My totals were not more in volume, but almost as much uh, training stress score. So there was way more intensity in there. So the swim was 22.5K. The bike was uh, 465K or 15 hours. Uh, then the run was 85.8K. And the overall I had 27 hours and 25 minutes. And yeah, like for my training stress score, um, I had this week, I had, or last week, I had 1,489 training stress score. And the week before where I had um, actually one hour or even more, I think one and a half hour more training, I had a training stress score of just, yeah, like 20 more, but with one and a half hour more mm. training. So yeah, this week was definitely um, more intense than the week before. Yeah, and now just uh, one more week uh, here in, in Girona. That's that's all about my week. That's good. I'm glad you had a, a solid week again. That you didn't get sick. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really surprised mm-hmm. by that. But also really happy, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been surprised if I really get like... Um, something for my my stupidity to just trade through (laughs) (laughs) cool thanks for sharing fred we're gonna head over to mika how you doing mika yeah thanks doing doing good um yeah my week was uh pretty unspectacular in terms of training just got some other stuff done um but yeah training wise it was very very easy week but i yeah i guess i needed it after the big camp and yeah, I also could somehow enjoy it. Usually I find it like those easy weeks uh, pretty hard because I get so bored. But yeah, this week I also had some some other stuff to do. So yeah, it was fine. Um, and now now I'm back, back into it. But yeah, just as a reminder, like I came back to Germany on Sunday. Yes, so then on Monday, um, just arrived back home and unpacked all my stuff uh, during the day. Just went for an easy swim, 3.7k in one hour. I just kind of guy who um, comes home and immediately unpacks everything. Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no? I came home on, <laughs> like I came home on Sunday, uh, like afternoon, and then I had another another podcast uh, this evening, and so yeah, it was just putting all my stuff in my room. And then when I woke up, I was like, oh, no, I just want to stay in bed so I don't have to un- unpack everything. <laughs> Me too. Like my time trial bike was uh, still in the uh, in my bike bag until I needed the bike bag in December. <laughs> so it was basically there. And from like, I came home from 73 Worlds end of um, October and I needed the bike bag beginning of December. So that's why I had to peg it out, but otherwise it would have been in there for even longer. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually heard some horror stories about stuff like this when like people uh, didn't clean the, the nutrition stuff from the bikes. Yeah, I, I actually cleaned it before because I knew it yeah, would be yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you want to check to see if the bike is like broken or anything from travel? Like I always kind of immediately open up the bag and then take it out. I checked it, but I like I didn't I didn't take it out and build it up. Yeah, uh, at least I didn't have to unpack my bike uh, since I drove there by car, so it was fine. Uh, but yeah, after the swim, I just did some um, light core work and yeah, more like yoga stuff. Um, 
and then the day was done and yeah i just uh yeah actually i, I also went to the doctor um because in germany you have to do like a um sports medical check once a year to get your uh, your pro license and i yeah i usually w wanted to do it just before the camp but on this day the doctor got sick and so we had to postpone it and i did it on monday um and yeah uh, glad to see that uh, i'm i'm healthy and good to go like they check your heart and do like a general like medical checkup uh good to get it get it done and get it con confirmed so yeah monday was very light in terms of training but yeah as i said got some other stuff to do so on tuesday i had a full rest day because uh yeah i i just wanted to like fully arrive um and i also had a um appointment at the um physio or uh osteo uh so yeah. uh, after this, um, he always says it's good to yeah just rest and let let the body adapt to the treatment. You you literally did nothing all day, no, yeah. not even yeah. a walk. Like, oh man, that's crazy. Uh, no, no, I even drove there by by car, so <laughs> really nothing. Oh man, yeah. So full day off. Um, and on Wednesday, it was another another very light day. Um, with just some um core, and then I had a run. Um where I covered uh, 9.5k uh, in 42 minutes so yeah just just easy easy run um after the core um yeah just to I, I was like really focusing on the technique like especially after the core work um and it felt pretty good and then in the evening I had a swim session of 4.3k uh, in 75 minutes I finally joined my group in Darmstadt again and the other guys had a really tough set. Um, but yeah, since I had a rest week, I was just supposed to go easy. So yeah, we, we had some 100s. They were doing like 100s, leaving on four minutes. So like super long rests, but then oh, going man. all That's out. That's like four guys. Ouch. Yeah. That's crazy yeah, fast. Yeah, it's, it's a really nasty set. But I was glad I, I didn't have to do it. So I just went like uh, the 100, like easy. And then when they had the rest, I just kept swimming. So I won't get cold. Because actually, that's another thing uh, in Darmstadt, so like where I live, the water is so cold uh, due to the uh, energy crisis, which is so annoying. Uh, I hate swimming cold water. It's like 24.5 to 25 degrees. Oh my gosh, I'd be wearing a wetsuit, a wetsuit, 100%. Like that's just too cold. Yes, yeah, so, some guys do it uh, in our group. But up until now, I could handle it without one. But yeah, it's definitely on the limit. So when I when I swim on my own, it's usually quite okay because I would just uh, swim. And but when we have like group training, like our coach, he he used to like yeah always joke around in the when when we are like standing there. And then when it, when you stand there for like two minutes, it's so cold, and the first one hundred meter feel awful again. So yeah, I really hope they heat it up again soon. <laughs> so on Thursday, um. It was still another pretty easy day uh, where I had a 4, 4K swim in one hour. Um, I did 3100s, just uh, two lower in endurance pace and one upper, um, oh no, actually one with, with a snorkel. Um, so yeah, focusing on technique a bit. And then I had a, another easy run, um, 40 minutes, this time uh, 
9.1k so a bit faster than the day before but still still pretty easy um and then i had a so-called like a ride for soul so where i could just uh yeah go uh go out on the mountain bike and do whatever whatever i want for uh 90 minutes uh, so yeah i enjoyed this um yeah, this was thursday actually my last full day uh, in darmstadt and then on friday i went to cologne where i had a sponsor uh, meeting with ryzen on saturday so it's like a get together from from all the athletes and on this friday i had a easy swim session 4.5k um, in 85 minutes and after this i also joined the ryzen crew um for the the ride so they got like an after work ride and yeah it was uh, pretty fun to like ride in a big group again because usually i would just go either on my own or just with like two other guys uh, but for this ride we were like 10 guys i think so yeah it was it was fun um and it was also good to check out like cologne and yeah see like the training routes of all the pro cyclists who live there so this was the friday and then on saturday uh, yeah there was like this this ryzen event uh, the whole day and yeah we did some photo shooting and stuff like this and it was really cool to like meet the other athletes because they were not just pro triathletes um there were also also pro triathletes but not not only there were also like many adventurers or like uh gravel racers uh so influencer yeah influencer <laughs> and 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 ambassadors but it's it's still really like both funny uh somewhat inspiring but also sometimes scary to like hear their stories and what they talk about for example like those um ultra endurance cyclists they talked about uh like how the gravel or like those super long long uh yeah where you go through the night and you have to like yeah sleep and uh, take a nap on the ground yeah uh, and it's getting like more and more crazy for example like one guy got got he just fell asleep on the bike and got run over by a truck oh my gosh and yeah those things yeah it's just crazy. just crazy because like the the sports getting more and more competitive so the people keep pushing the limits and yeah it's basically like whoever sleeps the least uh, is going to win but then they take like crazy risks so yeah this yeah. i mean i'm personally like su- super interested in like those long long events like badlands or stuff like this but i think this yeah sleeping part is yeah it's something that really scares me from doing from doing this um but yeah yeah was was cool to get an insight into this as well and then on saturday evening i drove back uh actually not back home but uh to my parents house in in wolfsburg which is more in northern germany on sunday um as I had like a proper training day again, so like six yeah very easy days, and then on Sunday it was time to like as I as we say like wake up the body again after this this rest week, and I also feel like I really need it because I feel like after some very very light days or even completely off days, my body like keeps falling or or falls asleep, and I really have to wake it up again um to get ready for for the next training block. So uh, I started the day with a swim 6K in 90 minutes where I did uh, yeah, some 
some intensity. So I always did um, two by one K basically. And this one K consisted of 50 meter hard and then 200 meter upper aerobic pace or maybe LT1. Um, yeah, like a, like a fart, fart like swim. Yeah, yeah. And I, I did some some breaks in between, but just like five five seconds just to, to check the clock and then leave when the clock is on top again or, or yeah, just at a, at a round number so I can check the times. So this session, yeah, 6K. And then straight after the swim, I went for a run, which was uh, 50 minutes. And I, I had 11.5K. Um, and I also included at the end some some strides. So yeah, just to also there get back into the the rhythm again. Um and it felt surprisingly good. So um like the swim was still a bit rusty, but the run felt felt really good. Then I had a bit of a break, um ate a lot, um, because then like the bike session was the hardest session of the week and on end of the day. So it was a VO2 session. Um and I started with a 20 minute warm up building from 200 to 250 watts, then did 20 minute easy again at 180 watts. Um, and then I had a big, some sprints, so five sprints just to yeah activate the legs again. Um, and then the main set was six by four minutes. So with just two minute, minutes recovery, um, and I did those four minutes at uh, yeah 410 to 415 watts in in average uh, and I also did uh, some of them like starting the first minute a bit harder so like during the first minute I'd say here was 440 watts and then dropping it down to 400 watts for the last three minutes um, and yeah this training sounds sounds really hard <laughs> sounds yeah, like a yeah, brutal it was like six, it was. six by four minutes is so, so brutal yeah, it's, and and I also did it. Uh, yeah, as I said in in Wolfsburg, so there are no climbs, and I had to do it on the flats, uh, which is also yeah, as as Fred already said last week, it's it's just way harder, and I think especially when you go over threshold, it's even harder to do it in in the flats, or even sometimes it was uh, even a slight downhill, and then pushing um yeah that hard was yeah pr pretty tough. You have to focus so much on reducing the power because like you have no climb or anything mm -hmm. i mean going so fast true but yeah got it done and, uh, and i have to say like the first two reps actually were the hardest i'd say because yeah i really felt just rusty after after the rest week like one one week with no no intensity yeah yeah that's yeah. like really tough yeah 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 so in the end it was hard but but i'd say somewhat in control so it was definitely not not all out um and i was quite satisfied to do it after the rest week so yeah this was the week um very unspectacular but yes i feel like sometimes the body also needs it um and i figured out quite some other stuff uh, so now i can f fully focus on training again and overall yeah the week was just uh just over 15 hours so yeah really not big but now it's back to some uh, big training weeks cool thanks mika yeah thanks mika um i'll jump in with my week still in colorado let's go to monday monday i had a easy volume day where i did a morning 4k swim 
and I'm pretty sure I just did the two by one K four by 500. That was one hour. And then I did a easy long ride uh, outside in the mountains and it's, I thought it was going to be warm, but it like, as soon as you go in the mountains, it's cold. So I had no shoe covers and like the gloves weren't warm enough and it was kind of tough. And that was 109 K and average power was 200 normalized 224 Watts. And the ride had like quite a bit of elevation, uh, 2,255 meters. And I hit some like really nice, yeah, climbs. And then I had an off the bike run and it was like getting dark and it was cold and I was up in the Canyon. So I actually had to run, I just ran 4k downhill and then turned around and then ran 4k back uphill. It was easy off the bike. Um, so my average pace was like 457, uh, with, I had 250 meters of elevation in 8k. So it was just down and then up. Yeah, that was like uh, almost a six-hour day. And then Tuesday, I had an easy long swim. And I like I had been feeling really bad in the water like all the last couple of weeks. And then this swim, I also felt terrible. I had 6.4K where I did five 200s warm-up and then six 800s like easy to LT1 and then three 200s. And it was just kind of like alone at a gym pool. And it's just really boring, but I did it <laughs> like an hour 35. Um, and then I had a, a long run. I went to the treadmill, like kind of after pretty quickly after the swim where I did an hour and a half and at a 20 minute warm up, and then two by 30 minutes LT one where I changed the lactate and I went like super, super controlled. And it was like 408 per K and then 1% incline, 1.4 millimoles. And then I did like 403 per K, 1% incline is 2.2 millimoles, which seems a little high, but I don't know. It, it seemed really easy. So that was 21K run. I mean, you're still at altitude. That's true. Altitude and, and inside mm -hmm. a gym, like yeah. on, a, on a woodway treadmill, which I guess is a little bit more difficult. And after that swim as well. Yeah, that's yeah. true <laughs> so, then later this afternoon like i had a 90 minute easy ride planned and i was like changing i got these new uh, dt swiss wheels i was putting tubeless setup anyway the time like ran away from me and i forgot i had a dinner at home at six with people coming over so i ran out of time i didn't i didn't do the ride <laughs> so i skipped skipped 90 minutes now <laughs> now wednesday um it was like on the plan is like a mega day, like an insane day. Like the run workout is like an hour 45 with two by two K three by 1.6 K four by 1.2 K. And so I go down to the track. I do my warm up like 20, 22 minutes. And then I do the first rep of the two K and like immediately I'm like, Oh, I feel so bad. Like I felt so bad in the warm up. Mm -hmm. I was just hoping maybe I'd feel better. So I did 1200 meters and then just was like, yeah, I'm done. Like I, I was, I probably could have progressed to hit the paces, but I was doing this 1200 meters at 340 per K. It's supposed to be threshold. I was like, I just feel so weak. So I ran 7K in the morning and then was like, yeah, recovery day, the whole day. Because the bike ride was like a four hour ride with two by 20, two by 15 and, and four by five minutes. I was like, there's no way I can do that either. I mean, I could do it, but is it productive? 
So I called Wednesday recovery, knowing that Thursday was a recovery as well. So I was just like, I'll just take two recovery days because on Friday starts like day one of Ironman Texas training block. So I'd be better. I thought I would be better served just taking extra rest going into like the actual training. Like up until this point, the training has been base training, mm-hmm. like just getting fit enough to then do the Ironman training block. So Wednesday supposed mm-hmm. to be workout day, recovery day. I did a seven k run. Uh, Thursday recovery day um, was I did a thirty minute treadmill run, so six point two k, and then a two k swim. That was that was it. And Friday is day one of my, uh, a new training cycle, so I did four k um, swim. It was easy, but I had a sprint set to like kind of wake up the body again. Like we rarely do neuromuscular work. And I wrote this myself, but he just says easy. McCall just says easy with sprints. So I do two rounds of 450s. I did 25 sprint with a parachute, like a quite a big parachute and paddles, just like trying to fully activate all the neuromuscular system and then 25 easy. And then I did 450s with fins, 25 sprint, so maximal velocity. I found at altitude, it's hard to actually reach like maximal velocity. So I put the fins on mm. so I can then, yeah, go, go really quick. And then 300 easy to do that two rounds. I was in the morning and then I did a uh, 8.6 K run in 40 minutes. Very easy, easy jog. And then I had an easy long ride. It was supposed to be like five hours, but I talked to McCall. He was like, yeah, if you do it indoors, you could just do like three and a half, four hours. So I did three and a half hours on the trainer um, watching the Formula One show, Netflix. So good. <laughs> um, yeah, we just we just finished it last week as well. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. so motivating, especially for like a three and a half hour training ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was Friday. Saturday um, was pretty crazy. Like I had an hour 45 run session on the treadmill. Um, <laughs> doesn't sound that fun. But the, the intervals mm-hmm. were, I did like a 22-minute warm-up with some, some intervals in that. The 2 by 12 k threshold, one-minute recovery, 4 by 6 minutes threshold, one-minute recovery, and then 6 by 2 minutes VO2 with one-minute recovery. I don't know. It's all on the treadmill, so I really just based off a of lactate mm-hmm. because the if I tell you the, the speed, it's in like miles per hour, and I did different inclines. But uh, mm. I kept the two by twelve pretty comfortable, and I was checking with the finger when I was definitely sweaty. So I think there was like a lot of errors because the first twelve minutes I was at three point five millimoles, and like felt really really easy. The second mm. twelve minutes I was at one point eight millimoles. I was like, how does this even possible? Like I'm literally at the <laughs> same effort. <laughs> so it's an error in <laughs> error in lactate. So I I, I guess that was more like one point eight because that's what it felt like. Then the four by six minutes. I increased the speed a bit and I had like 3.7 millimoles, which I was like, oh, this is probably accurate. I, I was like working a little harder. The second one was 5.8. I was like, this is not accurate <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's, same, it literally is the same effort. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, I did 3.4 millimoles. So I was like, okay, this is, this is like a good spot where I should be at. And then the six by two minutes, I was like, you know, we had a discussion last week that like the VO2 shouldn't be like maximal effort. So I was really trying to like, find the right incline, find the right pace so that 
you know, the first minute I'm like, oh, oh, this is quite good. And like the last minute I'm like, oh, I'm starting to really work hard, but it's not max. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I found that sweet, sweet spot and it was still very difficult. And I checked lactate at the end and it was only 4.2 millimoles. So anyway, it was a long session, Sorry. hour 45 yeah. total time. But what speed and incline you did for the, for the last one, for example, you can also say the mice per hour. Yeah, I did uh 2.5% incline on a woodway at 11.5 miles per hour. So there's only like, I don't know, 317 per K or something, but it was, I don't know, felt really hard. Yeah. I mean, you're, like I said, you're still at attitude though. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I, I drove to Boulder this day um, after the run, like packed up and moved. And then the swim, I thought the pool closed at six, but it actually closed at 530. So I was like, oh, I had a five and a half K swim with a threshold. Main set was five, two hundreds, 20 rest, four, five hundreds, 40 rest. And basically I was like, oh, I only have time for the main set. So I did a 500 warm up, and then just did the set and then 300 mm-hmm. cooldown. And, and all this time, like I was saying, I was feeling so bad in the water. So bad. I took those two recovery days. I did the sprint set and then now I'm in a new pool. And I think the pool mm-hmm. had a big play in this. Like the, the gym pool was like not ventilated well. Maybe it's not even the correct length. I don't know. But I just was like, oh, so demoralized. I jump at this pool and I immediately go like 228 for the first one. It's very relaxed. I'm like not trying to push it. And then 225, 225, 225, the short course meters pool. Mm-hmm. And then four or five hundreds at 615 down to 612. So I was like, oh, this is not bad. Mm-hmm. And then And then I did a 90 minute easy ride. At the end of the day, I like I finished at like eight thirty on Saturday, just because like time wise, I just didn't have time. Um, and then yesterday, which is Sunday, I did in the morning uh, with Rudy Von Berg. We did a four k swim where we had four by one k, two at LT one, and then two easy. And uh, we hit like a three eighteen and three fifteen, so like I don't know one nineteen one twenty pace, just really relaxed. Uh, then I did a five hour ride. Uh, we're just just under like 174k um and the efforts were three by 45 minutes lt1 and for that i hit 245 watts and then 260 watts and then 265 watts and i was 2.0 at the beginning and then 1.8 and then 1.2 and that was interesting Mm -hmm. because like i started easy and i was at 2.0 but then i ended 20 watts higher but i was actually at 1.2 so I don't like maybe I think in the beginning I wasn't going hard enough to even like get going. And did you do it as a kind of brick after the swim? Or did you have like proper rest? I had like an hour and a half and pretty much I was just working on my bike to get ready for outdoor mm-hmm. riding. So and then I had a, a 45 minute run at the end, not run off the bike, but it took like 40 minutes and then went to go running. 9.4k around uh the Boulder Reservoir just 448 per K average. And like, I definitely felt my, my legs like pretty beat up from yesterday's run or the day before's run. But yeah, that, that was the training week. Uh, it was, I skipped a full day of training and I skipped the ride and I had 26 hours and 40 minutes of training. Still really solid though. Yeah. I hit, uh, 80, 85 K running 14 hours, 15 minutes biking and 24,300 meters swimming. So that was. Yeah, I, f- I feel good. I'm glad. It's fun to be back doing LT1 work. Is it fun for you? Because like 
Gustav said this is like the most boring kind of training. It's so boring, but it's like, it's so kind of easy. I don't know. I just find I benefit so much more. Like once I start doing these long LT1 workouts, my LT2 actually goes much better. I mean, I, I, I didn't do too much of it yet. Um, like just sometimes, but I usually also like it. But I don't know if this would change if I do really like a proper Ironman preparation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be doing a lot of it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we should talk about our coaches, which we actually should have done on episode one because we actually haven't introduced who our coaches are and kind of what the training styles are. Um, I don't know who wants to kick it off. I mean, I'd say Mika kick it off because I, from yeah. you, like probably no one knows who's your coach. Yeah, I don't even know who yeah. your coach is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's an interesting topic. Um, because I also made some some changes there. Um, so um, maybe for more of a history uh, for other listeners. So until 2019, I was uh, yeah living at my parents' house in in Wolfsburg, and uh yeah i had like a coach of the um federation of the state country within germany and so he gave us like a um very like overall plan for um the state team basically and then i had like a home coach in german uh, in in wolfsburg who um yeah he then like adjusted uh, the this overall plan uh, just for me And yeah, so uh, I never had a coach who saw me like every day. We just uh, chatted like once or twice a week. Um, and then I saw the state country coach um, once a week as well. So yeah, I always was like, yeah, pretty much like I, I could decide many things on my own um, in my youth. And I think like maybe short term, it wasn't the best because I also made some some stupid mistakes. But I think long term, I like really got, got to know my, my body well uh, through this. And then when I moved to Darmstadt, um, I yeah was coached by, uh, he's called Benjamin Knoblauch. He's the, um, yeah, basically the head coach of the club there. Um, and yeah, it was also uh, like we made some pretty big, big changes uh, to my training. It was also uh, massively like affected by COVID. Um, so yeah, we had yeah like basically one full year where we could just ramp up the training and build it up and keep training, uh, no competition, and yeah. So uh, at the end of uh, last year, that, then um, well, actually, like Benny already told it to me at the end of twenty twenty one that uh, yeah he's not he's not an expert for this middle and long distance stuff uh, because he's yeah yeah more focused on short distance and like uh, youth coaching mm, so he said like may maybe like you should uh, or you could work with another coach as well um like for your your development maybe it would be better but then i still said yeah but things are going well so let's just stick stick to it so last year he was still coaching me and uh, then this year uh, we had like the same the same uh, talk again And uh, he he's uh, once again like uh, nearly already like suggested to like work with another one or bring like another one in um to 
yeah, work a bit more scientific and more towards this middle and long distance stuff, um, especially like long term. So um, then uh, from basically from this winter on, I started working together with uh, Ben Riesel. Um, he's like a German German coach. Uh, and he's he's been helping me a bit in the background um, before 70.3 words, um, like analyzing the course. Um, they are like the bike course. So I, I knew him before. And yeah, now, now I'm working with him. But I have to say that it's like a very smooth transition. So as I said, I didn't want to change like the training itself too much because things were things were and things are going good. Um, I I developed uh, pretty good uh, also over the last year. So yeah, that's why I'd say yeah, it was and it still is uh, more more or less a smooth trans transition. Um, because for example, when I saw Sam Sam Long's video, when he said like yeah, now I'm going the total uh, uh like different opposite direction. direction. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going low yeah. carb and all that stuff. I was like, this is exactly what I don't want to do. Uh, like I. I want to get like, yeah, as I said, like a, a slow transition and uh, not go like 180 de degrees. So yeah, my training itself uh, hasn't changed too much. I'd say like the, of 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 course it's it's a bit more, um, or, or it's actually like a lot more precise and a bit more data driven. But like yeah, just from the um, from the um, sets themselves. And stuff like this it's yeah it's just very very minor adjustments and yeah i think it's up until now it's, it's working good um and i'm looking forward to to the future isn't he the coach from uh, Braden curry as well yes yes yeah he's he he was in in new zealand um over the last few weeks but now he's back in germany and uh we're gonna do some some tests uh, actually this week. So next week I can I can tell you a bit about the test. And he's he's based like just over over an, an hour away from where, where my parents live. So when I visit them, I can also uh, just uh, come come to him and uh, we can do some testing. How much input like do you have in your training, or is it like you're you're strictly following everything? Everything's like the warm ups are there, the swim sets are mm -hmm. there, or do you have freedom to be like? I'm going to join my club team or I'm going to do this ride. Yeah. Like how, how much? Yeah, it's, it's still quite some freedom. So uh, this is also something which I wanted to keep because before I also with Benny, I also always had a lot of freedom and now it's still um, quite some freedom. So I, I still join the swim group. Um, I still see Benny yeah, nearly every day, every day in Darmstadt. I try to join um, like the group as often as possible. So yeah, I can, I can give input and he yeah mostly listens to it so yeah, it's still i can yeah s say what i think works best and that's also something i really enjoy and as i said i think it's it's good to like be able to give like good input as an athlete um and it's good that yeah the coach is able to listen to it then would you say your that your training is like high volume High intensity? Are you doing a lot of VO2 max? And and what is the periodization like at the, the beginning of the season and then maybe closer to a race? Yeah, good question. Um, I'd say I'm a pretty high volume, so medium to high volume uh, guy. I'd say. How many hours is that? Yeah, it's usually in a normal training week. I'd say twenty-five to thirty hours. Um, and then like as as you heard in training camp, it's a bit over thirty hours. Um, 
so yeah i mean it's probably it's, it's just medium uh, medium volume and then uh, also depending on on the f on the period of the season um it's mostly i'd say threshold or like some short vo2 stuff but right now i'm, I'm not doing much lt1 work for example um this will for sure also change when I, when i start focusing on on like uh ironman distance um but yeah so one thing's for sure like when i go easy uh, like i go yeah just just very easy um and there also like quite often i have those like right for souls where i uh yeah can just just go out and enjoy it um so yeah cool anything else any more questions I think it's good to uh, we can now change to you and like one one topic I think which could be interesting is like to talk about how we like uh, communicate because as I said like Benny I, I saw him nearly every day in Darmstadt um like he was on deck basically and uh, so this is also like a change now uh, I can I can't see Ben every day um but still we are just. Uh, like uh, chatting on WhatsApp um, or Training Peaks, like n nearly every day, I'd say. And then we usually like talk once a week. And I think it's you, Colin, you mentioned that you nearly never talk to me, Carl, do you? Yeah, I I guess we'll, we could transition to me. And yeah, my coach is mm -hmm. Mikal Eden. Started working with him um, at the, let's say a year, almost a year and a half ago. And yeah, I mean, we... I barely see him. I, I got to see him in person about a month ago in, in Spain. We spent a couple of days together, did some lactate profiles, but I would say on a, on a monthly basis, maybe we could communicate once maybe. And it's mostly on demand. Like if I, if I'm like that day where I had to cut my workout, I just messaged McCall. I was like, Hey, I feel bad. I'm going to take this recovery. He's like, yeah, sounds good. So, I mean, it's, it's really quite simple. He just puts the plan. I just do the plan the best with the intention because now we're on the same page. I've got to know McCall more and now I can better understand like how to use the lactate to guide the training and like the intention of the, each workout, which is taking time to develop that relationship. But now I feel like we actually have a much better relationship and we have a clear understanding, uh, mutual understanding. And I even so much as bought a new lactate meter the lactate uh, scalp plus or something edge plus the black one purple one just so that we can again be in the same language because mm -hmm. meter to meters are, are different so i think it's just important to be, have open communication when necessary so like i'm i also spent three years self-coached so i'm also very much into uh, intuitive training as for as for how i train and listening to my body and I try to bring that to my relationship with McCall. So he trusts me to adjust the workouts as I need, as I feel the body. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I trust McCall and his training methods. And I want to do it with the best intention possible. And he can't be with me every day. So he doesn't know like how I'm feeling or what's going on, you know, with the other part of life. Whereas I think if an in-person coach, he can make adjustments day to day. Yeah. But uh yeah, Mikhail, 
I, I would say the Norwegian method, but you know, it's not like this is the McCall method. Mm. I'm not, I'm not trying to be on, on the bandwagon here. <laughs> he is Norwegian. <laughs> um, and our, our goal is to, yeah, yeah. To be the best in the world. And I believe in the process. It's a lot of volume. It's a lot of easy. It's a lot of threshold or sub threshold. And I think the most important part is periodization is just how you structure the year and and leading up to races is this is where a coach has the best oversight you know as an athlete i'm focused on day-to-day stuff but really the important thing is not day-to-day workouts like it's about the bigger picture and i think at least for me it's hard for me to really step back and see this this is what i struggled with when i was self-coached so having mccall have the structure leading into the races is so important for me uh and that's that's what i really like about it yeah good cool thanks colin then i just my coach is um dan lorang or how most of the listeners call him dan lorang <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's how i call him just english way to say it <laughs> dan lorang. yeah yeah and um so yeah um i'm working with him since uh end of 2019 um so yeah two and a half years now and uh yeah it's going pr- pr- really really well um and um yeah i think his approach is really uh scientific i mean he also has like a, a podcast here on on how they train if people are really really interested in how he works with his athletes and everything but yeah our communication is also poorly based on um whatsapp uh training peaks um or or calling which is the funny thing is that um his home and um my parents home are 800 meters uh, from each other <laughs> you don't go over for dinner yeah like that we are both at home and the same time is really really rare <laughs> because uh, he mm. he is like um coach of the um virtual team a virtual cycling team Bora Hans Grohe so he's on the road also a lot i'm on the road a lot so um yeah, I think I see him more often than his other athletes this way. But uh, yeah, also like the communication is really just on, on WhatsApp. And it can be that like uh, when training is going well, he just puts in the training plan and training peaks. I work it off and we don't ride with each other for two or three weeks if there's there's nothing what we have to talk about. And he just trusts me that like it's going well when I don't write him or ask him anything. Uh, and uh, I 100% trust him with his his work, and um, I think which is which is interesting with Dan, it's really about of course like scientific. So we got the VO2 max work, which we uh, mostly do at the beginning of the season and in the winter training. Uh, then we go over to like strength work, uh, strength and threshold work. Um, so like I mean strength like on the bike and on the run, more like this like longer intervals. Uh, yeah, then, of course, the the race preparation. Yeah, the interesting thing is that we really want to make this work uh, long-term. Um, so we really don't want to take too big steps, um, not in the within the years, but also not from, from year to year. So yeah, one of, of Dan's approaches is um, called like maximal adaption. So basically for every load, um, your body needs to adapt to, so you need a proper rest from it. And as soon you are adapted to that load, this load, 
your body won't benefit anymore basically from this load so you need to either add uh, more volume or add more intensity so we get the maximum benefit out of this we are really working uh, slow so basically um, yes it's, it's a little, little hard to explain but um, if you just look at this look at it as volume um, basically if you're running let's say 60 kilometer per week and then you're jumping to 200 kilometer per week and your body will adapt to it if you can stay injury free from that uh, you 100% will get a lot better but I think um, you will get even better when you're a bit more patient and jump from 60 kilometer to let's say 65 to 70 kilometer then from there to 75 and so on so you really go up step by step and i think then once you reach the 100 you will be way better than the one who jumped immediately from 60 to 100k so just as an like explanation and that's the same with like every every single approach or every um thing we do in training like same with the intensity and with the volume and even like from week to week like for example one week you do eight times thousand then you do ten, do ten times thousand and so on yeah, I think this approach needs a lot of patience uh, because I know that, like, I want to train more to be, like, better, obviously, but I'm also, like, trusting Dan 100% that this will work out eventually, like, to be, like, even better. So, yeah, that's that's our approach, approach of training. Yeah, it, it seems like that approach, you're taking, like, you know, the output, the power. You know, let's say the power. Let's just call that the power of swimming, biking, running for the for those mm-hmm. intervals, and then you're trying to like progress the output in a periodized way. Is that you know? Would you say that's yeah, correct? exactly. Yeah, and also like the period periodization basically also already starts within the week. Like we always have like this three one two one cycle each week, uh, with the two rest days between the the training blocks. And also then the week, then it goes over into the weeks and then obviously over into the, the months. So like off season is also very, very important in terms of, of training adaption and uh, yeah, and so on. Yeah. And we're like, I think it's different with McCall, like we're, when we're using lactate to dictate a training session, we're actually not using the output mm. so much, but we're using the, in, the internal training load to mm-hmm. progress because the outputs could be different or even the same week to week, but the internal load could be different based on the previous training or based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's an interesting point to bring up like internal versus external load. Yeah. Like for me, for example, with Benny, uh, especially when, when we started, it was basically all uh, about feeling and like seeing me Um and then he always like kept asking like how I felt during this rep, um, and then we would mainly adjust it by this. Then we brought uh, more and more into it. So I mean, of course, we were also using power and stuff like this back then. But like feeling would would be like the first uh, parameter basically. So now it's also more like power or lactate driven, but still being able to like have this background of. Uh, only going going by feel or deciding on feel, uh, I think still still helps to like basically calibrate um, the power and lactate numbers. Yeah, for sure. And also like with done, the feeling is hundred percent important. And also like of course intensity intensity control in terms of uh, measuring lactate as well, because 
I obviously still have to do the sessions in the right intensity in terms of feeling and uh, lactate as well. Otherwise, it's like I'm not um, going for the for the right um, approach of the session and have a, like a different outcome and not not the outcome we wanted. So um, yeah, of course, this this way it's it's still important, but it's more like for each single session it is important and not for um, like for the build or for the periodization. Yeah. I think one of the big changes that I made from previous, my whole career and self-coach was I stopped trying to maximize each session. Like I stopped mm. finishing a workout being like, that was the best I could do, which is like, I mean, it's kind of, everyone's like, yeah, you have to do this. You have to push the workout. And yeah. now it's completely changed where I'm like, I'm just trying to do the workout and, yeah. and not, and not like push the maximum that I could do. And it's very strange to hold back. Uh, but it, it allows me to keep, keep on doing like more training. Yeah. So the, the overall yeah. kilojoules burned in a week is actually yeah. more, even though it feels the feeling is like far less intense. Yeah, sure. And in my junior years, like every interval session had to be all out. So otherwise I wouldn't go home. Yeah. It had to be the last one had to be all out. And yeah, it's something I really had to learn as well. Um, and yeah, I think it, it just killed me. Um, I mean, back then I was just training like 15 to 20 hours maybe at most. Uh, so then you can always push it. But now it would just kill me completely. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in for uh, another episode of our Road to PTO European Open Series. I hope you guys have a good next week and uh, talk to you next week. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. See you guys. It was a cool episode. Talk to you next week. Bye. Yeah. Thanks, guys, and thanks for listening.